Well, it's great that you could be with us today, and that's such a big um, kind of intro, isn't it, into the whole preaching series that we've just had there, the, the words, the ways, and the works of Jesus. That's actually where we're going to be going, but before I get into that, let's just pray together. Let's just come and, and hear God's word for us today. A gracious, loving God, we give you thanks that we can be here together. We give you thanks that we can join together online. And we give you thanks that you are the Lord, you are the guide, you are the one leading us. Lord, lead us today. May your Holy Spirit be upon us, guide us, sustain us, encourage us, lift us up. May we know your word for us here right now. Amen. Well, we're starting a new series And we're going to be looking at a deep dive into the Gospel of Mark. And our series is the the words, the ways and the works of Jesus. And we're going to try and explore what it means to actually know the real Jesus. You know, as a church, our mission statement is to lead people to become fully devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. And in order to do that, if you don't know who Jesus is, how can you be a disciple of Jesus? If you don't know Jesus, the real Jesus, you can't follow him. So we're going to dive deep into the Gospel of Mark and we're going to look at what are the words, the words of Jesus. What did Jesus teach us? What did he teach those who are listening to him? And what does he teach us today? We're going to look at the ways of Jesus, how he behaved, and how we should behave as we follow Jesus. What are the reflections that we have in our lives? And we're going to look at the the works of Jesus, actually what he did that we should follow him, what we did that changed the world. So let's just jump right into Mark's gospel at the, at the very beginning. And what you'll notice right away, that as we stay, lean into Mark's gospel, Mark doesn't offer a genealogy of Christ. It doesn't offer his family history. doesn't offer anything around his birth. It doesn't give any details of his childhood. These would have been essential kind of things if you were trying to reach a Jewish-based audience, but Mark is actually reaching everybody else who's not Jewish. He's reaching out into into a much bigger world, into what the Bible says, the Gentile population. That's you and me. So Mark's writing to a different audience, so he doesn't need to give that genealogy, he doesn't need to give that history, doesn't need to place it into the surrounding. Mark just jumps right in and proclaims Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. Listen to what it says again in Mark chapter 1, verse 1, the very first point. This is the good news about Jesus, and some, some manuscripts will say the Messiah or the Christ and others don't, but this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. This is who the real Jesus is for us. Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. 
That's who we are striving to know. That's who we're trying to get into our lives. See, see, Mark's gospel, if we look at this, Mark's gospel is all about action. And he gets straight to the point. Mark doesn't beat around the bush. Have you noticed in that, um, how some people tell different stories and the way they tell stories? Have you noticed that? <clears throat> One of the things is that people tell stories differently, the same things. Let me, let me, tell you, let me give you an example. Yesterday, um, Caitlin, Annette and myself, we went for a walk with Lily, Caitlin's dog. Now, some people would describe this story in this particular way. Well, it was Saturday morning, it was nice and early, um, and, and it was looking a little bit overcast. I didn't know what kind of clothes to wear. Um, it looked a little bit cold, I went outside, came back in, decided to wear my pants rather than my shorts, and then we went for a walk, and, it looked, and we didn't have quite enough um, poop bags, and so we were wondering whether we'd be able to make it all the way around, and, and then, you know, Lily does her business, and we got one of those, you know, had to clean it all up, and then, you know, um, and then, you know, Simon decided it would be good for him to go and get some more poop bags because you never know with a dog as you're walking around on the esplanade. You don't want to leave anything behind like that. You know, that's one way of describing it. You know, lots of details. And, you know, for some people, way too many details. You know, other people describe it, well, you know, we went for a walk with um, Annette, Caitlin, myself and Lily and left it at that. You know, we, we might even add a little bit more detail. We walked a Cronulla along the esplanade. See, Mark's gospel is like that last description. Mark is not worrying about all of the extra bits. He's right down into the actions, the nitty-gritty, exactly what's going on. He's not giving the big picture, the flower. He's not doing the theological um, paces. He's giving the action. He's giving what Jesus did. And you'll notice that as you read through Mark, and I want to encourage you to read through Mark with us as we go, we're going to spend many weeks in this. We're going to look at Mark's gospel. We're going to know Mark's gospel inside and out. But as you read it, one of the things you'll, you'll notice is that he's, Mark will say, and then, or Jesus then did this, you know, and so like just went bang, 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 bang. And it's just like rapid fire of the things he did. <clears throat> many literary scholars kind of feel that, that it really wasn't, you know, it's, it's not the best written gospel, but other people will say it's a fantastic gospel because it's straight to the point. It's clear, it's concise, and it's the earliest of the gospels around that we have. <coughs> Excuse me. See, Mark makes his point in as few words as possible, and his point that he's making today is that it's Jesus is the Son of God. That's who Jesus is, and that's why we should pay attention to him. So Jesus is the Son of God, but how do we know this? Well, this is what it says in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through to 4. We're just going to look at the first section, and this is how we know that you know, Jesus is the Son of God. This is what it does. Mark does this. So this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. It begins just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my message ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. Here's a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord is coming. Clear the road for him. And this messenger is John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and 
preach that people should be baptised to show that they have repented of their sins and be turned to God to, for forgiveness. So even though Mark is appealing to the Gentile audience, not the Jewish audience, he doesn't actually abandon and neglect the heritage of Jesus. He doesn't abandon and neglect the biblical prophecies from the Old Testament about who Jesus is, about the Messiah, the coming of the Christ. He clearly shows that he wants to seek to reveal that Jesus is the Messiah, the one that has been prophesied, the one that has been speaking of through the Old Testament. He's the saviour. He's the redeemer. And that's why we believe in him by faith, because Jesus Christ is the redeemer, the one that redeems the world. And that, you know, when we're talking about the words, the ways and the works of Jesus, it's the redemption that Christ gives us, is the works of Jesus. He begins by discussing this fulfilment of the prophecy regarding the Messiah by Isaiah about somebody that will prepare the way. And we know who fulfills that prophecy. It's John the Baptist. And we don't have a big thing about John the Baptist. It's just John the Baptist is there. You know, John announced someone is coming soon who's greater than I am. So much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. See, I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. It will be the God's blessing upon those who are baptised by Jesus. See, Mark brings it right back into the, this, this story that Mark is telling so that we understand who Jesus is. He brings it right to the point. And he opens up that Jesus is the Son of God. Not only is the prophecy fulfilled about somebody coming and preparing the way, that is John the Baptist. He then goes straight to the nitty-gritty and, and really drives home the point that he has that Jesus is the Son of God. And notice here's, here's one of the phrases that you'll see repeated time and time again in Mark about and then or one day. And here it is. It's Mark, Mark 1, chapter, chapter 1, verses 9 through to 11. And it says, one day... Now, it's, it's, it's like... So instead of like this day, instead of being specific... Instead of talking about the journey that Jesus had gone on from here to here to here, he says, one day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptised him in the Jordan River. You know, not mincing his words about anything, but just saying it as it is. And as Jesus came out of the water, he saw the heavens split apart and the Holy Spirit Descend on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are what. And this, let's listen to this. Because the Holy Spirit has descended on him. And God is speaking from heaven as he is coming out of the water, as John is baptized. And what do we notice? God says, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. So, who is Jesus? Who is the real Jesus for us? Jesus is the Son of God, declared by the prophecies, declared by God's voice from heaven, declared by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The heavens are open and God speaks directly to those who are present. And God declares that Jesus is his dearly loved Son. That's the good news. That's the gospel. 
that Jesus is God's son. Prophesied by Isaiah, pointed to by John the Baptist and proclaimed by God himself. And, and, and more, of, more of Mark's really quick way of doing things. You know, in, in verses 14 and 15, it says, later on, so just, a, you know, doesn't matter when, but just later on, after John was arrested, so a little bit of indication of the time frame, so later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee, where he preached God's good news. And what was the good news that he preached? The time promised by God has come at last. He announced, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Believe what is the good news? That Jesus is the Son of God. How amazing, how fantastic. Believing in the good news, that it cycles all the way back to the first thing. What is the good news? This is the good news that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God. This sets the whole scene for Mark's gospel. It sets us so that we know what's going on that Jesus is the Son of God. And if we read all of Mark's gospel with this notion in mind, the very first words that Mark puts in there, then we will understand the gospel with new eyes. We will see the words that Jesus used. We will see the way that he behaves. And we will know the works that he's done for us because Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus is God. He, and we should believe in him. We should repent of our sins, believe in Jesus Christ. So let's just pray. Oh, gracious Lord, we just give you thanks for this time. We give you thanks that we can start to delve into your word in the Bible found in Mark's gospel. Help us to dive deep into that piece of scripture so that we may understand it for ourselves, that we may see, see clearly that Jesus Christ is the Redeemer, the Saviour, the Messiah, the one promised in the Old Testament, the one claimed by God to be his Son. It is Jesus Christ, the Son, the Son of God. May we come and repent of our sins today. May we come to believe in Jesus Christ. May we put our hands up and say, yes, I believe in Christ Jesus. We ask this in your holy name. Amen.